Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And you're in the midst of catch-up week. <laughs> Not the red stuff you put on burgers and fries, but uh, we are catching up on movies that we have seen and are now reviewing. And we actually, I felt like we saw this uh, movie ages ago. Ages ago. But it maybe just been a few weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a documentary, new documentary um, called Honeyland. And I feel like it's a... It didn't get a huge wide release, and it's a fairly evergreen film. So, you know, mm. if you catch it on streaming or wherever, right. it's still good. But anyway, tell us about it. So, Honeyland is indeed a documentary, and it is about a woman. Her name is uh, Hatiz Muratova. Yeah. I probably messed that up, but uh, she's a Macedonian beekeeper. And she lives with her mother in a little shack in what appears to be a very isolated section of uh, Macedonia, although it's within walking distance to a, to a city. Um, but she raises wild bees out there in the middle of nowhere, and she's really good at it. And so we get to kind of observe her doing this, and it's very interesting. And then this Turkish family shows up um, into the area, um, a mother and father and a big brood of kids, and they kind of, well, they kind of end up threatening her, her way of life. And um, so, yeah, it's just kind of watching this unfold. And um, it's, it's more interesting and fascinating and, and good than you think it is. But what, what, do, what do you think? So, um, I feel bad about what I think about this movie. <laughs> because, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and give the tomato meter score now. It's 99% certified fresh. I mean... Uh, so critics love this, and I like elements of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the opening shot is just stunning. Okay? Yeah. Um, in fact, much of this film just looks wonderful. Um, it's it's directed by a couple of people, uh, Tamara uh, Kotevska and Lubomir Stefanov. I'm getting that <laughs> you know name correct. Um, it has. Um, Cinematography by a couple of folks, uh, Femi Doubt and Samir Luma. Um, it, it, it's a beautifully uh, crafted movie. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, documentary. <laughs> uh, and and but here's where I, <clears throat> I I and I still feel bad about this, but it may be so well done that it made me think during the movie too much, and I actually did have questions after the movie too. Um, I mean, like I, afterward, I read about how they, they actually sat and filmed her for three years, right? Um, which maybe why things got so well. But you know, it's one. It's it's it it. In fact, I leaned over to you at one point and asked you because I didn't, didn't. This is a, an Ashley pick. And I didn't know much <laughs> about it going in, and I asked you. You know, so is this is this a movie that's trying to look like a documentary? Because some movies do that, right? Right. Um, and and that was my issue with it. Was was like I was thinking it was real, and I guess it is real. But, you know, so there's scenes with her and her, her, her poor mom. Her mom's was very sweet. Um, and they're in their, their home. Mm-hmm. And um, it's sometimes like it's at night. Yeah. And they have a lamp on or a candle. And it looks like an oil painting. It's just yeah, that it's gorgeous. gorgeous. It, even though it's definite, like, very poor conditions mm-hmm. that they're living in. Um, but never once do they look at the camera, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's also naturally filmed and I'm just like okay these are if these are real people 
how are they not ever looking at the camera? It, that, that was bugging me. Now, maybe if they've sat with them for three years, they yeah. got used to it. But I, you know, I didn't know that going in. The shot I mentioned at the beginning, at least one of the shots, <clears throat> is on a mountainside. Because she you knows she's a bee, not beekeeper, but she's almost, I think I've read one place to call her a bee hunter. Yeah. She, she collects uh, half the honey that they, they mm-hmm, make, uh, mm-hmm. harvest that and sells it. Right. Um, she's on a mountainside trying to get a, you know, a bee colony area. And I'm, aside from thinking it's a striking shot, I'm just obsessed with like, how are they getting this shot? <laughs> is this a drone? Is there, is there a cameraman out there in the, the, the cliff ledge with her? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm distracted by that. So the scene where, you know, and again, I'm calling these scenes, right? You know, like it's a movie or something, but you know, the, the scenes where the, the, the Turkish family first arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's done just like it would be in a film. I mean, you know, one minute she's just kind of doing her thing on her own, and then you hear, you know, uh, an automotive vehicle in the distance, and then you slowly see it come up, uh, and it's this van, and then they get out. And, and I'm sitting here having questions like, so how did they know, how did they have all the camera equipment ready to go, and, and how did they know that those people were coming then, and did they, you know, and they filmed it? Because they almost make it out like these people just sort of showed up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I was... There was just so much happening that I was just distracted by how are they making this look so good? Because not only that, but so not only do her and her mom never look at the camera, but this Turkish like family, the mom and dad, mm-hmm. and then they, I don't know, I think I counted like maybe seven kids. Mm-hmm. Um, no one ever looks at the camera. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how is this happening? And, you know, someone may listen to this and be offended and be like, you know, these filmmakers... They knew what they were doing, and there no one looked at the camera because it was just that good. And hmm. they, and and I'm so I may be obsessing about actual really great film craftsmanship, hmm. and that's that's why I said I feel kind of bad. Hmm. But I I and that's not even getting into something else. But we'll talk about that later. So yeah, what do you think? <laughs> so I, I think you know when you when when you're a filmmaker and you you've followed a particular subject for for three years. You have a lot of material, and I just feel like it was carefully edited down, edited down to what an hour and a half. Yeah. And so I'm sure they edited out all the times when they were looking at the camera. There were probably many, many times. Okay. They were just edited out, and and two with you know with with the family showing up, you can get creative with your editing, right? I mean. The story is true. She was living out there with her mother in isolation, and this family showed up. We see the family arrive, but it could have been, you know, a few days later. Maybe they went to the market, and then they came back, and then they had the cameras set up, and then they could get, you know, the shots that they needed or whatever. But it's edited in such a way that it feels like this is the first time they've ever arrived here. Well, but you do see them, though, when they... It is the first time they arrive, because they set up their their home there and everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's... It's yeah. Well, they live in like a camper or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I I I feel like there was perhaps some some creative editing done to make it more narrative. Yeah. Um. So uh, it, that doesn't bother me so much. I, I I admire greatly the the beauty of the of the movie. Um, amazing shots, not only of the exteriors but like you mentioned the interiors i don't you know their their little one room 
um, home and, you know, with no, like, no electricity and no plumbing and just the long nights that she and her mother spent together, you know, with just that lamplight or that candlelight. And it's just beautiful. And I, I don't, yeah, it's, it's images that I'll, I'll never forget. Um, there's, yeah, there's moments of real intimacy between, um, mother and daughter that I thought were very, very moving. I thought that whole relationship, the caretaker relationship that she had with her mother was very, very sweet. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I got emotional a few times Mm -hmm. in the movie. It's just, it's, it's very, very beautiful. Um, the Turkish family is like a whole other thing. They, I think you said they descend, they descend like locusts onto the area and there's all these kids and, um, they don't have the respect for, um, nature. The other thing I wanted to talk about was, um, and we talked about this after we left the theater was, uh, yeah, there are a few scenes where in particular children, some of the kids, you know, the family are, are in, look like they're kind of in danger, right? I mean, mm. there there's scenes of like, you know, trying to corral animals, animal husbandry and all that kind of thing. And, and, you know, the animals like are stampeding around them. I mean, little kids, kids in diapers, right? Yeah. Um, and, um, and I think, I don't know if they, we see them ever get hit or not, but I mean, it's very close. And I, and I, and it's been long enough that I'm not remembering everything exactly, but uh, I remember we were wondering like, so if you are filming this, you know, where, do you have an obligation to step in mm. or, you know, I mean, or is this like Star Trek? Is there a prime directive and you don't get involved and all that kind of stuff? I mean, right. I mean, there, there's obvious child endangerment scenes. There's animal welfare scenes. They, yeah. This family does not treat animals well. No, that's right. Yeah. That's your thing. Um, there's also, um, well, we talked too about, um, the mother, and her illness, and yes. is there an obligation for the the filmmakers to try to do something? Because the, the mother obviously has some sort of horrible eye infection mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. and um, she's suffering a great deal. Yeah. You know, what's the role of the filmmaker there? Mm-hmm. And for all we know, maybe they did have conversations with you know the um, with the mom and and uh, you know uh, Hatids and and. Todd to talk to them about, say, hey, and maybe, who knows, maybe there was times when they went into town and did all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I don't know, but that's never shown or, or, or mentioned. That's why I say, this is, this is not the kind of documentary to where, you know, sometimes you'll, like, you won't see them look at the camera or you won't hear the filmmaker's voice off camera asking a question or, or whatever. I mean, this is, is done like, kind of like it's a movie, like a film. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and, but you know that it's real. So then it does bring up questions like, you know, well, what, what about, and you don't know. So, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that was my only issue is like, and and that's why I said, I feel really strange and kind of bad with this angle to it. But this film is almost, (laughs) it's almost done too well Mm -hmm. for a documentary. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like a really lame thing to say. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I ultimately... I, I can see where you're coming from, but I ultimately just felt like it was such a wonderful window into this woman's life. And um, just watching her live her life was fascinating. 
getting a sense, you do get a sense over time of, of her history and of her regrets um, that she had. Um, it, it was just a very poignant portrait. I also wanted to mention she does kind of develop a relationship, a friendship with one of the kids uh-huh. that I thought was very sweet and um, really nice. Um, yeah, I, I, like I said before, it becomes this allegory for um, broader environmental issues, those who you know, use the environment thoughtlessly, as opposed to her, who has this um, very peaceful relationship with nature and I liked that aspect of it too. There was like a there was like a bigger a bigger point to this movie, even though you know just just seeing her live her life was also enough for me. But it, there's also an environmental aspect to the movie that I mm. that I appreciated quite a bit. So what do you give it? I'm gonna give it a nine. I give it an eight. It's a little higher than I would. <laughs> was going to give it, but I, I, in a rare case here, I'm not, uh, convinced my criticisms are valid. (laughs) (laughs) doesn't happen often, but, um, so I'm giving it an eight. So our score is an eight and a half. Yeah. I think it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you. (laughs) 